0: welcome Mr. Keegan Hall to the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, great to be here. There we go, man. And so Keegan, he's, he's in the area, actually, because he just spoke at a local high school. It was, it was Bonnie Lake High School uh, for Career Day. And I believe you were there, obviously, as an artist. Yep. So you probably talked to some of the art students.
1: Yeah, that's what was crazy. When I first got invited, I was like, you know, what exactly do you want me to talk about? Because I, you know, just started drawing, you know, a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. So I don't know if that qualifies me to speak about the a career in art. Yeah. Um or if they wanted me to chat about more entrepreneurship because that's kind of more of my more recent career activities. So I kind of actually mixed both of those and tried to give them like real world advice about yeah. kind of following your passion and kind of incorporating my story as I go. Cuz I think a lot of people that were there it was like, you know, lawyers and doctors and firemen and and kind of the framework that they gave us was like Tell us about the classes that you took, and then what uh, what type of qualifications uh, would a person need to get your job? So it was this, yeah. very, this very linear, right, step by step path. And I was like, "That's not me at all." So I yeah. can't talk to that. Here's what I do know. So I'm gonna yeah. talk about this.
0: You know what? And I think that's I think that's valuable. I, when I spoke at, at Sumner High School uh, for, for musicians, and I'm the same way. I didn't I didn't get any kind of music degree. I didn't, you know, I had to just kind of figure it out on my own. So I got to share that. I, I think that's I think that's really valuable to know that um, it's not just such a you need this and then that and that gets you here. Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't always work like that, does it? In fact, it's probably not how it works at all. I mean, there there are certainly career paths that do that, like a, a doctor, for example. You right, know, right. You, you graduate, you go to medical school, then you you're, you know post grad. It's like a very and you just follow yes. those steps and you're there. Right. Same with lawyer, um, but I think if like if you're an artist or even like a business person, like entrepreneurship. There just isn't that same pl- path that's clearly laid out, so right. I think you just have to really kind of navigate as you go, yeah, and uh, make adjustments as you go, and and find your own way.
0: Make adjustments as you go, I would say, is is a great way to put it uh, with anything, with running your own business or or anything. That's something I've learned for sure is you're always figuring it out. You know, you don't always just have it figured out. But I think Keegan has done an amazing job at 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 um, Bringing the, probably the three things that he's passionate about, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is my observation, is that uh, entrepreneurship, uh, art, and uh, athletics, sports. Uh, those are three things that I've uh, known you for a while, and that's, that seems to be three things that you you've, uh, have a passion for. Um, I'm also interested in, uh, in your presentation as you're talking to kids, if you opened up the power of social media. And how that has changed the game for some artists, and as far as getting your work out, because I know that's definitely been a tool that you've learned to use pretty well.
1: Yeah, def- I mean, it's, I think what it's really all about is storytelling. You know, mm-hmm. can, can you tell your story in a compelling mm-hmm. way? So mm-hmm. it, it goes back to all those, uh, you know, junior high classes, high school classes, college classes on writing. Like, can you mm-hmm. put together a thought and, and succinctly convey that thought um, on paper, on a computer nowadays? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think when you just say social media to a young person now, that has a completely different meaning. And mm-hmm. and uh, you know, if you're in high school now, you grew up with technology in right. a way that we did not. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like uh, they almost look at you like, "What are you going to tell me about social media?" Like I'm yeah. young, I know this stuff in and out. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that's what's been fun for me is to uh, when I walk into that classroom today, like nobody knows anything about me or my backstory um and then i start talking about some of the things that i've done over the last year and people you know that they, they start perking up their ears perk up they start to look and then now they're watching they're engaged and now all of a sudden it's an interesting story that, yeah. that's coming to life right before their eyes and it comes much much more um compelling and and they want to hear what i have to say so it's been cool to kind of see that experience that with um kind of the younger generation of kids and yeah. let them know what i've been through and then how they can apply that to their journey right i i think
0: I think you hit the nail on the head as far as I've heard people in marketing say stories sell. And so uh, with you, it's your story doesn't seem like you're necessarily selling it. It's an authentic, genuine story, you know, and th- and this is this is one reason that I started this podcast was I wanted to interview people who had amazing stories to, uh, that somehow they have gone on to do inspiring things. So I, I would love to talk about your story, Keegan. As we kind yeah. of segue into this, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, first, I would love to just hit on what you've done over the last year and a half. Really, has mm-hmm. it been? You You've collaborated with some some um, well known names, and and in doing that, you've found synergy to to create these win win situations where um, your art is now in the hands of so many people. But you've done it to help people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few names that, as part as far as teaming up with, you've teamed up with uh, Felix Hernandez and. And uh, Richard Sherman and Michael Bennett and uh, Gary Payton, which I have the Gary Payton print. Mm-hmm. My sister bought that one Very for cool. me, and you had to keep that a secret that she bought it. <laughs> she and She did. <laughs> that was a birthday gift. Thank you, Shannon. I I really appreciate that. That one's signed, I believe, by Keegan and Gary Payton. It
1: is. Yeah. That's
0: smooth. Uh, Cam Chancellor and and, and you, you know and just and the teams, the local teams. You've worked with the Seahawks and, and other teams, and mm-hmm. but um and you've got a new project which I'd love to to get into in a moment, but I want to go. And kind of dive into your story. Growing up with you, um, we were in art class together in high school. Mm-hmm. Mr. Anderson, indeed, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good times, good times. I remember you were good with the pencil back then, man. Um, and uh, and uh, we played together basketball. You know, Sumner High School. Those were maybe not as good of times, but we made it through. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and then uh, so to see you now take those things and and um, bring it to I, I say a career in a way you know, um, is, had been an amazing thing. Um, but I know through following you that your story started in many ways with, um, some inspiration from your mother. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you just to share that with us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, growing up in, in small town Sumner, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just, I'm I was one of those kids that had so many interests. Like I, you know, I played basketball, obviously was super into like hoops and other sports, Um, I drew a lot. Um, So, you know, these some of these activities don't typically overlap, but they were just things that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big into video games. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did okay in school. And then on top of all that, I was like a skater kid, right? I used Mm -hmm. to have long hair. And Mm -hmm. way back before there was a Fred Meyer in downtown summer, there was an abandoned warehouse that we would all go skate at. So Uh um, what I find interesting now that I'm a little bit older is that looking back, like I fit in everywhere because I had such a diverse kind of, uh, skill set and, and things that I enjoyed doing. But at the same time I fit in nowhere because there wasn't mm. really anybody who liked all of those things. Like I had different friends and different groups, but there wasn't anybody that I could, that really intersected even two of those things. Or, or if there was two, that was like the max. So, right. So it was a very interesting thing where, um, you know, uh, you kind of grow up a lot on, on your own and you become very observant. And that kind of goes back. We were talking about my sister earlier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, for those who don't know, I have um, one sibling um, who is disabled. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, you grow up in that type of environment. You know, you're dirt poor, you live in a trailer park mm-hmm. um, all the way until you're in high school, and you have a handicapped sister. I mean, these are already a few hurdles that, that most people don't face. Mm hmm. But you develop a, a heightened sense of empathy, right, and understanding of of people, and really what makes them work. Mm. And I think that actually is probably one of the single most important aspects of I don't know my success, if you want to call it that. That I've learned is just being able to interact with with people. Yeah, um, I think uh, Keegan, you said
0: being able to, oh man, get along with so many people, but also feel like there was no one like you is that what you said yeah a little bit I mean you you, you,
1: everyone wants to be part of a group yeah and if you are if if the if all of you is dedicated to one thing like if you just do sports all the time or if you just do art you can go all into that one group and there's other people that are just like you that are all in yeah but I was I was all into a lot of groups right so there wasn't really people who were that into multiple groups I guess you could say
0: yeah and I've come across that and I guess I didn't pay attention to that in high school enough or I didn't pick up on it, but I've, I've had friends where I said, oh, don't you remember so-and-so from high school? And they're like, oh, no, I don't. And I said, well, he was on the football team. And he's like, well, that's why I didn't hang out with the jocks or whatever, you know? And I was, and I, at the time I didn't feel those, those hard lines between that, because I think in many ways I was similar to you as far Mm -hmm. as art class, being into music and the band, but also, you know, hanging out in the locker room with the guys and stuff, you know, I kind of, you know, and then got into some of the, uh, uh senior class president as far as the politics you know I was kind of navigating all these different worlds and I didn't realize that there are people that stick to one world you know maybe they're just the skateboard ki- kids you know
1: and that's, that's what's crazy now like we, as a society we want to put labels on everybody mm-hmm. and I can only imagine the different stages of my life the different labels that like you said oh do you remember so and so and if they yeah. were referring to me maybe when I was younger they might have say oh he you know, he played basketball Yeah. or he was the art guy. Yeah. Or And then as I got older, it's like, no, he's the the marketing guy. Yeah. And like, that's now my label. Now it's coming full circle back to art again. You yeah. Know? So I always had to have this thing attached to me. Like when people introduce me now, now I'm the art guy again. Yeah. And it's weird because I don't associate with any one label. Right. At all. So I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so career day, it's like, oh, my career. I don't know. Well, art's a part of it. That's yeah. all of it. Business is a part of it. Marketing is a part of it, like helping people and charity is a part of it, but I'm not defined by any single one of those. Mm -hmm. I think that let's, let's extend that a little bit to the, to the current political
0: climate. I think, um, that's an important lesson to know and to carry forth is to not just put people in boxes. It's not just as simple as you're on this side or you're on that side. You know, um, we're not monoliths. We're not just one thing that just defines us. Um, and I, I, once you start putting people in boxes like that, you just uh, you st- you start to not value all the other things that they have to contribute. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as far as your story, Keegan, uh, it's it's been amazing to watch. And 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 I want to get back to your to your mother. You know, you touched on growing up with your sister who has cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and you and I ran into each other at a Mariner game, and I was like, mm-hmm. "What's up, Keegan?" And you're like. Hey, guess what, dude? You wouldn't imagine what just happened to me. I was just <laughs> on the field, and Ichiro was here because he was with the Yankees at the time. Yep, yep. yep. And uh, my sister got to meet him. It was just crazy. It's crazy. Um, but anyway, so I, I wanted to touch on, you know, um, your your influence from your family and especially your mom.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, growing up in in, in my household, um, and with my disabled sister, we always we were always involved with Special Olympics and my sister went to therapy at mm-hmm. Good Samaritan Hospital, you know, once or twice a week, and I was always up there and I was always around all these kids. So we were very much like in that group with that group of people too and very familiar with the challenges uh that they face. So um, you know, as I grew grew up and grew older, I just always had that in the back of my mind that I wanted to, you know, somehow give back to all those people who came from the same place I did whether it was you just didn't have, you know, the silver spoon or you're overcoming some big challenge that you were for- faced with or mm-hmm. a friend or who whatever, whatever your challenge was. I just wanted to, to get back to that. So, you know, my mom, you know, she was always – she coached Special Olympics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, Coach Ross of the football yeah. team, I actually coached – Special Olympics basketball with him. Okay, when you're at summer high school. Cool. Um, Was a while ago now. So I mean, I got more and more involved with Special Olympics and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously, you know, my mom, you know, she was fighting uh, lung cancer, Mm -hmm. and uh, she had beat it one time, Mm -hmm. which that by itself was a miracle Mm because she had a pretty bad you know, case of, uh, like her particular cancer was pretty bad. Mm. Um, but somehow she beat it and she was cancer free for a few years. And then, um, it, it came back and she was going to go through chemo and radiation all over again, like just getting started with that process again. And, uh, if you, if you know anybody who's ever, um, dealt with cancer or been around it, it's, it's, it's pretty common that you go in and out of the hospital. Um, just, you know, you, you get sick and you got to go in and get fluids and then you're back out again. It's just like mm. this kind of cycle that you learn to live with. So um, my mom started to not feel well on a Friday. She went to the hospital on Saturday, which is all pretty normal so far. And then she actually passed away on Sunday. Wow. So it just happened like bang, bang, bang. Yeah, and yeah. then it was like, whoa, now what do I do? Right, right. And then I, it, it, she she wrote, didn't she write you a letter? that you came across at some point? It was actually, um, so as I got deeper into art, uh, as I got back into art, and, and my mom was obviously the catalyst to getting back into art. Mm-hmm. I hadn't drawn for over eight years at all, just totally walked away from art mm-hmm. 100% and kind of pursued a, a business, entrepreneurship path. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, kind of thinking about my mom, one day got me back to drawing, so I just sat down and draw, you know, drew something, and uh i think after my first fundraiser that i did with richard sherman i got a letter um in the mail from somebody who uh it just kind of really meant a lot to me cuz it was actually from another family here in sumner who also had a disabled child mm-hmm. and uh just how you know how happy they were on kind of how far i had come up to that point which i was still just getting started and like kind of how proud my mom would be if she was kind of here to witness all that as well yeah and that was the that was the one that was featured on the Today Show and uh-huh. everything. Yeah, it was that whole letter and wow,
0: what what and what did some? Can you share some of what that said?
1: Yeah, I mean that that was basically it. It's like yeah. you know, you, it's so amazing to see you using your gift to help right. others. Your mom will be so proud and just know that she's uh, up there like smiling down at everything you do. And and we're here, yeah, enjoying enjoying the process right right with you.
0: Yeah, I'm interested in. Do you do you do you feel that you know is that do you feel that in any way do you feel that your mom is 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 um, witnessing
1: this or, or or sharing in this you know I I mean I can't explain it any other way uh-huh. like I'm not overly religious where I I say this is the one answer to everything mm-hmm. and like a lot of people will get very um, kind of uh, put their blinders on and say, you know, there's only one path to religion yeah, and this yeah. is the one. Um, so I'm not, I'm not so kind of locked in that way. But when I look back at all the things that have happened to me over oh, this last year and a half, I just can't – there's no explanation that I have for it uh-huh. other than she has to be pulling some strings or something. And oh. it's weird. Uh-huh. I had this um, – I haven't really told anybody this before, but um, I remember the exact moment that my mom passed away in the hospital – Mm. And um, we, the doctor had just come back in. We were there by her bedside and the doctor had just come back in. He was saying, you know, man, we're looking at her vitals and, you know, this isn't looking good and this isn't looking good. And he's like, man, he's like, I wouldn't be surprised if like she could pass away at any moment. And like right as he said those words, flatline, all the machines start going crazy. Uh, you know, all the medics, all the people rush in and like we have to kind of get out of the room and they're like trying to bring her back. And I'm just, at the time, it was just my dad and my sister were there, just the three of us. And we're just like crying so hard that I couldn't Mm -hmm. even push the tears out of my eyes any harder. Mm -hmm. It was like a waterfall just spraying them out. And uh, as we just sat there holding each other and, you know, I can see out of the corner of my eye, they're they're working on trying to bring her back. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, being so worked up and just like bawling my eyes out. Everything just went calm. And I just, I just stopped there in the middle and it was like almost like a moment in time where it just froze. And I looked around and I wasn't sad at all. My tears just stopped. I'm Mm. still like holding my dad tight and everybody else is still, you know, just destroyed freaking out and all this commotion is still going on in her room, but everything just went totally calm Mm. And I just sat there. And I, I remember thinking to myself, why am I not crying right now? Why aren't I sad right at this moment? Why do I feel quite content out of nowhere? And I just think that that was the exact moment that my mom had pa- like passed. It was like that spiritual moment that, and again, I'm not super religious, but I can't explain it any other way that, I don't know, maybe that was like her last like embrace mm-hmm. as she went on. But I I felt it. And it was real and it was profound and it like changed me as a person in those next several days, weeks, and months, totally reshaped my, my path and my direction in life, uh, into the, the, the path I'm going on right now. Wow. Keegan, that,
0: wow. Um, dude, I, dude, I gotta admit that was getting me emotional, dude. That's, that's quite the story. Um, I, uh, I don't have all the answers either man but there's definitely there's something at play that is um within you and on your heart and and uh, you you're i if if your mom is watching which um, from my view she is that's my personal belief you know mm-hmm. uh, um she's definitely got to be happy man she's
1: definitely got to be happy <laughs> I mean, I, w- I would hope so. I mean, I, everything I do is kind of like, you know, it's funny as a kid, like you just grow up and you want to make your parents proud. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember I would, I would always want to do so well in school just so I could bring home that report card and get like that attaboy, you mm-hmm. know, like you did good. And, uh, and I think I, I'm still chasing that, you mm-hmm. know, even with, even though my mom's not here, like I'm still chasing that and trying to, you know, make her proud. Cause yeah, I think, I think she's watching and been mm-hmm. following along and, and uh, is slapping high fives with somebody up there. Yeah, as one thing leads to the next. Yeah, wow,
0: that, that's that's quite the story. And and you you know and what you've done with your artwork is you you know I, I one book I always check in with is uh, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one thing mm-hmm. one habit is to find synergy and to find opportunities to find win win moments. And and you've definitely done that with your artwork where you've done these. Uh, amazing photos, whether it's the huddle for the Seahawks or Gary Payton driving through the lane, laying it up, or um, or e- even President Obama um, and Michelle Obama hugging. Mm-hmm. Um, you found a way to raise money for charities and stuff through that by partnering with these people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I definitely think that's a good lesson that um, to be re- reminded of, and and these kids that you talked with today, you know, I think that that's something they could learn from you too. What is it that what is it that you thought? inspired you to do that instead of just drawing your art and going, Hey everyone, look what I did. Here it is. What inspired you to go, Hey, I did this, but how can I also impact and share it with others in a positive
1: way? I mean it actually started with that. I mean I, I never had any intention of making like a career or this big like art, you know, one eighty and, and just doing art like full time or anything like that. It was it was very much the opposite. It was like, okay, I'm gonna start drawing as a, a method of therapy. Mm. And it just made me feel good. It was, like, that time that it was, like, total silence, and I was in, like, my my own world for those two, three, four hours that I would draw every night. Mm-hmm. And it just felt right. It was something that I had missed for so long, so long I didn't realize how much I had missed it until I got back into it. So it was very much um, just me, like, self-medicating through, like, a tough time. Yeah. And as as I, you know, did drawing number one and then drawing number two and, like, More of my stuff started to get out there, I I saw that people were really enjoying it. And it finally became uh, like there was an epiphany where I was like, man, people like my stuff enough that they're asking for prints and they would actually buy it. That's pretty crazy to think that I could actually sell something. And then I was like, man, I wonder if I could, you know, do something for charity with this stuff. And that's kind of where that whole. Like what's grown into the the keegan 200 mm-hmm. um that was really what where that was born out of is just this idea to give back use my my talents my my artistic gift if you will yeah and uh, team up with um, other people and, and do something special that benefits the community
0: yeah I, and that, that leads me into my next question your, your new project that you just kicked off today right yeah, about an hour ago. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, with, uh, Jermaine Curse, which many people know him. He's a wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks and uh, a UW grad. I'm yep. watching him for the Huskies. And uh, he also went to a local high school. Um, yeah,
1: right out of Lakewood here. He grew yeah. up on Fort Lewis um, military base. Okay. And that that's really like his story, too, is that as a military kid, you know, that's obviously a whole another world of challenges that you face with. Like when you think of your parents as deployed. Mm hmm. And just kind of as a a young child going through that, how tough it is. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's tough for the person being deployed, but it's also tough for that family that is here and you don't know. And um, so he's really done an amazing job building uh, a foundation around those military kids and giving them opportunities and experiences that they might not had mm-hmm. otherwise. So uh, share share with
0: us uh, this project. Uh, wh- what what is your mission with it? Wh- what's what's it looking like? I, I I know
1: you just kicked it off, and I'm excited to check it out. What can you say about it? Yeah. So so typically I do um well, you know 200 for 200. So I do 200 prints, mm-hmm. and then me and the person will sign 200 of them, and we sell them for 200, mm-hmm. and raise forty thousand dollars that way. Um, like the, the Richard Sherman one, it sold out on the first day and wow. you know, I've gone on to do other ones since then. Um, but this one we wanted to do a little bit different and there's a few things that are a little bit different. Um, first, uh, Jermaine's number is 15. Mm-hmm. So we kind of wanted to do something around that. So instead of, uh, 200, we're doing 150. So okay. we're incorporating 15. So we're actually doing 150 for 150. Okay. So it's a little bit less, um, supply. So hopefully that'll increase the demand and we'll sell those out. Uhhuh. Uh, and also in the past, I'd already done the drawing. We'd already signed everything. And we kind of went out with this big, like, check this, this final piece out. Here's what you're going to get. This time, I actually haven't even done the drawing yet. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, <laughs> I hope it works. Uh, we're basically saying, hey, we're doing this thing together. We're trying to raise money uh-huh. and, and buy one. Oh, but by the way, you don't actually know what you're buying yet. Yeah. I haven't start- so I posted the first update of the drawing today. So you get kind of their first glimpse at it. And then every day until it's finished, I'm going to post a new videos and photos so you can kind of watch the whole piece come together as yeah. I progress through it.
0: What Can you share with – or maybe you can't as far as what it's going to look like. Is it is it him running the ball? Is him catching the ball? What's this looking like?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, if, if you're a Seahawks fan, you definitely remember the, the Green Bay Packer game. Yeah. Um, and that ridiculous comeback, man. I mean, talk about – everything falling in the right place at the right time. Right. And, you know, we had a, a really a a bad game. We have a a great team. They had a bad game that day. Uh, that, that, that game in itself, there's just so many lessons about resilience and perseverance and belief. And, um, but if you recall the very end of that game, when it went into overtime, Mm -hmm. um, Russell just threw like a 40 yard bomb to Jermaine curse. He had that, the, the Packer, um, DB was like hanging on him, Before he even caught the ball, and he caught it, and it was a walk-off touchdown at Mm -hmm. home. Yeah. And it just capped off the most unbelievable comeback. And it was so emblematic of that team, and and especially Jermaine, of like just the challenge that you have to overcome. And then you have one moment that you got to capture and deliver, and either you're going to make that play or you're not going to make that play. And a win or a loss could hinge on that one moment, and he delivered. Mm-hmm. So the the piece is that guy is Jermaine had just caught the ball, Right. and that dude is like on his shoulder, and you can just see that 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 moment in time. And if you're a Seahawks fan, you know it and you'll feel it. So I'm hoping I can kind of capture that in the drawing. That's cool, man. So Jermaine, curse excited about this or what? He is, man. Yeah, I mean, cool. yeah, I was excited to, to work with him. Obviously, the the local connection from being from the, the South End guys, yeah, the yeah. Sumner Lakewood yeah. connection to the UW to the Seahawks, right. Um, yeah, it's uh it's a perfect match.
0: Yeah, I got I got the opportunity to uh to work at the Richard Sherman softball game for the for the last 2 years and we had Jermaine Curse in our dugout. Hmm. Um so I got to interact with him a little bit, man. And he, he for my interaction with him he seems a bit of a quiet guy. Yeah. Really good guy, but quiet. He he wasn't as as he wasn't jumping up and down like the other guys <laughs> as much. Uh, I don't know if that's your impression of him as no, he's he, he's a little more reserved. Yeah, yeah, there sure. you go. Reserved. That's a good way to put it. Um, but but but, a really great guy um I, I want so as far as you know social media you 're sharing that you know you post this, you post this, you post this um, it's it 's been really been a tool for you to get stuff out there and and also to share your thoughts and your feelings and and um, i I thought you were so thoughtful in uh, one of your latest posts about um, the the current political climate political climate
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um I thought it was more uh worth sharing and i want to know if that if if that was something you could do for us man
1: yeah i mean i i don't really get into politics too much cuz i know people can get so fired up yeah you know one way or the other depending on who who the candidate is is you support uh-huh. and for the most part in washington i mean we're obviously largely democratic out here so there's not really too many inflammatory conversations but certainly as you open up and get on a national scale yeah things can get pretty ugly
0: well your post it, it struck a chord with me and it's because it's something that I understand and it's something that I have concerns with too and um I and, and I shared it with a few friends and they were just like wow Keegan Keegan really really um put into words some of my concerns too. So I would just love for you to share that for. You. If you could read that post for us, that would be great, man.
1: Yeah, I'll it's a little bit long, so okay. but I'll uh, I'll do my best to get through it here. Okay. So, um so f- for the most part I tend to stay out of politics. Um everyone has their own beliefs as to what's best for our country, and I respect their opinion even if I don't agree with it. Uh am, am I upset that Trump won? Uh sure, but not so much for what he will or won't do from a policy standpoint. But rather, I'm fe- fearful for what he represents. And that fear was confirmed um, firsthand last night when I was in Boston. So I was at a conference in Boston in which Sarah Silverman, the uh, comedian actress, mm-hmm. uh, was supposed to give a presentation. And again, that has nothing to do with politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you follow Sarah on social media, you know that she's been very out, uh, a very outspoken supporter of Hillary so I sent her a simple tweet on Twitter uh, just to let her know that I'm looking forward to her presentation, and I was just curious as she, if she had any advice as to how I could explain this election to my daughter, uh, just because I know she's been so involved and so supportive of Hillary throughout. Um, of course, I did not need her advice as I'm more than capable of explaining this election to my daughter, but I was gen- genuinely curious to hear what her response would be. And uh, she did reply. She replied and retweeted my question to her 9 million followers. Yeah. And all hell broke loose on Twitter after that. Oh, and, no. And what the most interesting part of this um, is that her reply to me was simply that she had to cancel her appearance at this conference because she had hurt her back. And, and that was it. She did not mention anything about politics in her reply. Uh, but that, that didn't stop many of the Trump supporters from unleashing a fury of personal attacks aimed directly at me, which I found crazy. Um, so in my post, I, I didn't share the worst ones that I read. Mm-hmm. And many of those those really bad ones were already deleted. But a few of the attacks that were directed um, at me were, um, and I'll just I have a list here that, that I copied. Um, you and your daughter are idiots. Uh, you draw pictures of nignogs for a living and hashtag make America great again. Mm. You have no business having children. The world has bigger problems than your gay request. Start being a man and raise your kid. And if you can't explain this to your kid, then your kid's fucked anyways. Mm. And the kind of list went on and on. Those are just a few that I pulled out. So, so when I look back, I, I wasn't upset that Trump won the presidency. Um, the election process itself is a game. And he played that game better than anyone has ever in history. And he won. And I congratulate him. And I hope that he's a great president. I, I really do because I believe in our country. I think I, I just hope he, he does really, really well. Uh, but instead, I, I fear that he's ignited a large population of racist, bigots, xenophobes, um, and others. And in his and through his own actions, have justified that type of behavior that I just experienced. Hmm. So I mean, the things that he said about uh, you know women and immigrants, disabled people. And many other groups, they're, they're just completely unacceptable for anyone to say, let alone the President of the United States. And uh, maybe I was living in a bubble for the last eight years, but I genuinely thought that our society had made significant progress in acceptance and equality for all. You know, of course, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, however, I learned that over the past several months, that not only have we not made as much progress as, as I had thought, but the problems are much worse than I ever imagined, And it seems likely they could get even worse. Um, Again, I I honestly hope that Trump will be a great, uh, will be able to bring our country together. And needless to say, he has a lot of work to do to even repair the damage that he has already inflicted upon our society. Uh, But in the meantime, I'm gonna do my best to remain optimistic for our country's future and do my best to bring more love into the world. And as Gandhi said, uh, be the change that you wish to see in the world. Um, I will, and I implore you all to do the same.
0: All right, that was my man, Keegan Hall. Uh, it was so great to be able to sit down with him and talk and just to catch up, man. and he, he's just doing so many cool things. And I really appreciated his vulnerability. And just to be able to open up and share some things like, like you did on the, in that interview. So, um, so thank you, Keegan, and to all our Colossal community. Make sure to check that guy out at keeganhall.com. Um, now, I'd like to make a little segue here and, and transition into um, uh, the Colossal Soul Holiday Show. That's coming up at the Kelly Farm on December 4th. There's two shows. There's a there's an all ages show at 2 p.m. and there's a 21 plus show at 6 p.m. And we're going to have a ton of talented musicians coming together, playing some old Christmas songs, playing some new Christmas songs. And one of those artists is uh, Sporty Lee, Mr. Jason Hemminger. He's a great songwriter, and we're just so fortunate to have him a part of the show this year. And he's going to be playing two Christmas songs, and one of them's going to be his version of Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire, which he actually recorded. He recorded with Aaron Spiro, as many of you know Aaron from from the Colossus Soul podcast. And uh, as part of the Owl Parliament, he played at the Colossus Soul Block Party. And um, yeah, he recently recorded a version of this. And it's it's on a vinyl-only release, which is a compilation uh, privatepress.club if you want to figure out how to get this song. But but Sporty Lee's also got a show coming up in Portland uh, December 19th at Mississippi Studios. Uh, So I wanted to give you guys a little preview of what what you're going to be hearing at the Colossus Soul Holiday Show. Uh, So this is Sporty Lee's version of Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire.
2: Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose you tide carols being sung by quiet folks dressed up like Eskimo Everybody knows some mistletoe
0: Jake, say hi. Hey, everybody. James. Hi. Luke. Yo. All right. This is the Colossal Soul band, right? You guys are going to be our band for the holiday show. And Yona. And Yona. Mm -hmm. So we're missing Yona right now. Yona will be on guitar.
3: Yona was late today, so he doesn't get to be part of the podcast.
0: I don't know. Weren't you the latest? No, it was Yona. Oh, it was Yona. That's right. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. So James is
4: a guy that shows up late, but with, oh oh boy, Alberto, pepperoni sticks, and a Gatorade.
2: (laughs)
3: Clearly had to. I had to hit the corner
2: store and a toaster pastry. Did you?
0: No, oh, that, James, was James. that a pop
3: tart?
4: It wasn't a pop tart. It was a uh, blueberry Danish. It
3: was really good. Ooh.
4: Yeah, James, do you go to um? Do you go to um? Day and night here on Maine or? Day and night. Oh, did you really? Or you don't go to. It's false
3: advertising though, because they close at ten now.
4: Oh. Well. Shout out Day and Night. Shout out to
3: Day and they, Night Grocery. Great are they a sponsor? Spot.
0: I think they might be a They're sponsor. They're not brought to, <laughs> brought
3: to
4: you by Day and Night Grocery. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, anyway, so I want... There's
4: also no camera on their uh, garbage can, so if you got anything you need to illegally dump. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. That's a total joke. There are several cameras.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Hey, we got to get this thing back on track here. So I want to introduce the band, because these guys have been volunteering their time to be a part of the Colossal Holiday Show. And many of these guys played with us last year, but we do have a newcomer, which is our drummer... Luke Peterson.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. There he
0: is. Uh-huh. Luke Peterson. So so Luke's been Luke's been doing an amazing job. Um so yeah, we're going to have him on drums and we have James Coates on keyboards. Yep. <laughs> 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 I don't know what to say. We've got we've got Jake on bass this year. Woo. Yeah, and then we've got Yona O on guitar. But Yona's Yona's actually rehearsing right now with the Singing Sisters. He's a workaholic. He is. He is. What song are they doing right now, do you know? Silent night. Silent. Night. It's
3: either silent night or oh holy night. But
0: oh you know what? We can't forget about Kevin Pulaski. He'll be on the Xylophone. He'll have some <laughs> he'll, have <laughs>
3: he'll have
4: some
0: bail. Kevin bells. is craft services for the holiday show. He's if, having
4: to yeah. have some miscellaneous percussion pieces strapped to his ankles.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a one man band, huh? The music man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so this year's show, it's at Kelly Farm. It's gonna be on Sunday, December fourth. We have two shows. We have an all ages show at two. Doors open 1:30. We have a 21 plus at six. Doors open 5:30. We're gonna have food. We're gonna have beer and wine. It's just gonna be a good time to kick off Christmas. You excited, Jake?
4: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you, uh, <coughs> have you ever been on Instagram? Sometimes.
0: sometimes. Okay.
4: You know when someone uh, posts a um, lots of times in a row, and yeah, it clogs you up your clogs up your feed you
0: know what's that called
4: that's what that's when someone's doing that you say hey man don't bleed the feed oh yeah yeah, yeah. so um all that to say <laughs> you can check out instagram facebook for a link to um purchase tickets uh Ooh. preferably mike didn't bleed your feed i don't think you did but yeah, uh, there have... is plenty of opportunities to click on a link and go to buy your tickets on brownpapertickets.com. tickets.com is that right mike
0: yeah, I, w- I would say go to ColossalSoul.com, oh, okay. and we've got all the info- information there, and we've got the links there as well. So you're but
4: saying there's another way?
0: There is another okay, way. Okay, good. Yes, there is another way. But so I just want to talk with Luke for a moment here, because Luke is the newest member of this band. This is his first time being a part of a holiday show with Colossal Soul. Potentially
4: you know, the best hair.
0: Yeah, he, no, he's bringing it. He's yeah. bringing it. But, do it today. Hey, <laughs> Luke, what has been your experience being part of the band this year?
2: Uh, it's been amazing, actually. Um, there's been a lot of feeds being bled throughout <laughs> <laughs> uh, rehearsals, um, but yeah, great group, of guys. Um, solid musicians, uh, super talented, and the chili during rehearsal is off the chain. Oh, so. the chili! You yeah. missed out though,
3: Luke, because in the past we've we've been treated to Kathleen's homemade chili, and That's uh, true. it is better than well, better than. Uh,
2: but I, I don't know. I the she straight told me from, it was out the can. <laughs> uh, straight out the can is kind of it was out the preferable. can last week. I don't this know. week it was. I have nothing to compare it to though. Oh, so out of the can is how I go. Are you a stag <clears throat> guy? Uh, you know stag, maybe some Hormel Nally. I, <laughs> I go Nally. Okay. Hormel, what do you got? Not have a grocery store in town or what? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I, was, I, I got it at the day at night
0: down the road. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah no it sounded great so some of the songs are playing this year so we've got faint peter he's gonna be doing oh what's the first one the cover that he's doing
3: it's like come home for christmas yes come home know. for christmas right
4: etc etc et et
0: but that one's sounding good that one's vibey and then he's got his original which which we will be playing at the 21 plus but we won't be playing at the all ages show
3: what's it called james uh, I don't know. I think he says in the song, I'm not excited for Christmas. Yeah, it's tongue-in-cheek. Maybe, he, maybe he's Jewish. I don't know. No, I don't know what I, the <laughs> deal is. I don't know what his problem
4: with Christmas is, but.
0: It's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's a good song, though. It's really good. Yeah,
4: it's pretty
0: fun. Yeah, but so then we've got uh, Jason Hemminger Sporty, Sporty Lee. Lee.
4: Sporty Lee. Sporty Lee.org.
0: Wow. Now, Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire. That's That one's going to be next level.
4: Yeah, if you're not wearing bell-bottoms now, you will be.
0: <laughs> That's true, right? Mm-hmm. You have got James that so that Hammond solo that you we rip have, off. We have one. two
3: two keyboards and uh, that's never happened here. And I think we did shake the foundation a little bit, uh, rattled the windows a little, but it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, it was rocking. Will Jordan, let's not forget about Will. Will singing Jingle Bells. That's <laughs> gonna be a good one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Oh, the cloves. Will's awesome. The Cloves. Oh yeah. We'll be doing Wham's Last Christmas. <laughs>
3: We were we were trying to decide what's the best you know band that's influenced us the most, and it was basically down to like the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, and Wham, and uh, yeah. we had to choose Wham. We had to just we based to. on the, the shorts that they wear, you know, very <laughs> similar to ours during band practice. Yes, pretty revealing. And uh, yes,
0: all right. Who else we got? We got Michaela Cooley. Oh, that was you guys rehearsed that song today. That was sounding good, James. We, did,
3: we ran through it a few times. It was good.
0: So that's just going to be her voice and your piano, right? It's
3: going to be very, very classy. Yeah. We asked that people dress formally for that one song. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to be serving martinis as <laughs> yeah. well.
0: Hey, I had a number of people tell me that her performance last year was their favorite performance of the evening. It, it's good. And it was just piano and her voice. So really good.
4: Michaela's got chops. She's good. She has
0: definitely got chops. She's going to be playing cello, too. She's going to be playing cello with us, the clubs.
4: Speaking of martinis, what's the beverage situation at this event?
0: Man, it's beer and wine. Open bar, right? Do you have any suggestions?
4: <laughs> yeah, it's open bar. Each With your ticket, you get 17 drinks, right? <laughs> 17 <laughs> okay. drink
0: tickets. That's false advertising. No, that's not that's what we're doing.
4: That's good for a, uh, a beer on tap or a bottle of Heineken. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, Jake, do you have any suggestions? Well, or What uh, are you looking for, man?
4: Bring your own orange juice and then, uh, yeah, get a lager. Mix some suckers up. You got yourself a stew. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs>
0: we're going to have Mad Dog on tap. Oh man! Hey, so Jake, what would be your what would be your favorite song so far out of rehearsing all these? Oh, uh, My th-
4: favorite, um, a little bit ago between songs, Yona just started playing this this little riff. Yeah, and we all kind of jumped in, and boy, that was my favorite. What the just heck? kidding! That's a joke. <laughs> um, shoot. Um, my f- well, I don't know. They're all good, Mike. They are.
0: Yeah, they are. James, that's a BS answer what, though. You what, gotta pick one.
4: Yeah, probably my favorite song. Um. Let's see. My favorite song we're playing. Um, oh, uh, my favorite song is the uh, uh, Baby, Please Come Home by James Coates.
0: <laughs> oh, that one is good. Hey, what do you think? That might be a show closer this year.
3: I mean, once you do that, there's nowhere to go. That's you know, true. Once, once drop you do the mic, that, you just off. drop the mic yeah we'll probably just turn the lights off and cut the power and leave,
0: yeah, while so, everyone 's still there and then james you 're doing blue Christmas as well right
3: yeah blue christmas i'm I love the Smurfs, so I figured it would work out, <laughs> <laughs> but i'm ding <laughs> <laughs> i 'll be
0: here all week, yeah yeah, well, it, so uh, anyways, to wrap this up the, these guys have, they're they they have been wonderful they 've been volunteering their time they 're just incredibly talented musicians, great guys. I know that you're going to be happy with this, so I hope you can make it out to the show on December 4th. Again, tickets at uh, ColossalSoul.com. If you have any questions, just shoot me a message. You know, I, a lot of you guys are friends on um, we're friends on Facebook, so just shoot me a message, and we'll give you all the info you need because we really want you to come out and join us and, and kick off Christmas. So we hope to see you. So any any, any closing words here, James?
3: Oh me? Yes. Uh, you know, I just want to say that uh, it's awesome to be a part of this. Um, hoping I hoping get some free food or drinks or something out there. Yeah, of we'll it. take care of you, man. Uh, a burger or something. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Michael's an awesome guy, and, you know, Colossal Soul is a, a cause worth supporting. And Thanks, man. I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, Jake, anything, any final words? S- what? That's oh. fine.
4: Um, it might um, be my I, cat, Mickey. Yeah, yeah Mickey. I'm rattled now because Mickey just ran right <laughs> between, might be between my legs. She'll scratch you.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Yona. Hey, Yona, hey, get on the mic. Hey, get in here, Yona. Yes. Hey, our guitar player just has entered the room. The studio.
4: He entered the studio.
0: The studio. Hi. Yes. Say hey, something. Say something here, Yona. Like what? I don't know, man. This is our guitar I, player, Yona. Oh, Yona, <laughs> Yona just made it weird. Yeah.
4: <laughs> we kind of had this thing going as a four piece, and he came
0: in. No, I. I. Any time Yona comes in, it's a good. It's a good time. But yeah, Jake, any closing thoughts, sir.
4: Oh, I just wanted to mention that this is a great date night opportunity, uh, that lady across the lunchroom that you've been ha- had your eye on for months now. Uh here here's an example. Um okay The Lu- lunch Luke, lady? I'm wondering if well no, just no, the add to lunch Here, Luke, if you hop on 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 Michael's mic there, we'll do a little bit of a dialogue. Um, hey, hey. um Okay, you're you're a gal. Oh, hey. Yeah, hi. <laughs> hi there. Um Hey, how you doing?
2: not not bad
4: okay great um well you see me and my friends uh well there's this uh there's this holiday music show happening at at kelly farm at um well there's one at two and then there's one at six and this is all happening on december 4th which is a sunday Mm -hmm. and um anyways i i i was thinking to go and uh i was thinking maybe you go with me what do you think
2: do you have a car (sighs) yeah
4: Anyway, so that's as far as I'd gotten with the script. But um, this is a great opportunity for you to ask that, that gal or guy out that you were you were thinking about yeah. asking out. So um, it will be a classy evening. It, you'll seem a lot cooler than you are by bringing your, your gal. Yes? Definitely.
2: That's okay. pretty neat. Yeah. yeah.
0: Anyways, that's all I had to add. No, I think you're right. It's a wonderful date night. Um, Luke, any closing words for us, sir?
2: Um, Bringing it back <laughs> to uh, – <laughs> Chestnuts, yeah. <laughs> song. That's a it good is one. it is pretty epic. Yeah. If you're gonna come for anything, you should come for that song. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, it. But in all realness, great, uh, show come out. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, it's gonna be memorable, and it's a great way to kick off the Christmas season. Um, and promise you're gonna have some laughs, maybe a few tears, and um, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna walk away, and you know. It's yeah, you're going to be changed. And you know what? That girl across the way on the lunchroom, she might hold your hand at the end of the night. Oh, oh there go. Boom.
1: Colossal Soul produces creative conscious content as well as organizes community fostering events. If you would like to learn more about us and our guests, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colossal Soul. If you enjoyed this program and would like to help support it, please click the Contribute button at ColossalSoul.com. We'd love for you to join us in commenting, subscribing, and sharing using our hashtag ColossalCommunity. Thank you so much for your continued support. Colossal Soul. Creative. Conscious. Community.